This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank, and oh, do we have a busy week for you. Coming up, we shall go inside everything from the weekend with Jessica Cootie. Kind of become our Monday regular conversation with the Soonersports.tv reporter. And we've got a recap. You know, we missed the Monday morning refresher last night due to some travel issues, but we'll recap everything, including a look back at the NFL draft. In fact, we're hoping, fingers crossed, to get Samaj P. Ryan on with us later this week in the tailgate as the newest member of the Washington Redskins puts Norman in his rear view and plans for the NFL. So why don't we start there on a busy weekend for Sooner Athletics with the NFL draft and Joe Mixon, the first Sooner to go, taken in the second round, the 16th pick overall by the Cincinnati Bengals. He'll have a chance to compete for carries with Giovanni Bernard, who's coming off an injury, and former LSU running back Jeremy Hill, who's entering his third season in the Bengals' backfield. D.D. Westbrook was the first pick for the Sooners in the fourth round. He went third overall in the fourth round, 110th overall. D.D. is on his way to Jacksonville to team up with the Jaguars and their new general manager, Tom Coughlin, kind of running the show down there for Jacksonville. The aforementioned Samaj P. Ryan was a fourth-round selection, four picks after D.D. went. He went to the Redskins, 114th overall, and it was it was real interesting Heading into this draft process, as most of you know, I, I really enjoy the draft. Uh, it's been something that I can remember as a kid. I would follow. I would cover. I love the draft. I don't know if I've ever seen a player help himself more at his pro day than Jordan Evans did. He ended up with the Cincinnati Bengals in the sixth round, a top 200 pick, 193rd overall. So congratulations to Joe Mixon, Dede Westbrook, Samaj P. Ryan, and Jordan Evans, all picked in the NFL draft. And then great opportunities for undrafted free agents. Four Sooners were signed on with an opportunity to compete for a roster spot. They include Geno Lewis, who's on his way to the Bengals. So it was a big weekend for the Bengals. They get three Sooners, Mixon, Evans, and now Geno Lewis. Ahmad Thomas, on his way to Oakland, there is a void in the secondary for Oakland. They drafted two safeties in a corner, but they need help. Maybe a chance for Thomas to stick, especially on special teams. And speaking of voids in Oakland, they lost former Sooner Stacy McGee, who signed with the Redskins in the offseason. They cut Dan Williams. They need help in the middle. So they went and they signed Jordan Wade as an undrafted free agent. So we have a lot of Sooners heading to Cincy. We got a couple of Sooners heading to Oakland. And Charles Walker, who went undrafted, is on his way to New Orleans with a chance to try out for the New Orleans Saints. So for the 10th straight year, the Oklahoma Sooners have at least four players drafted. And listen, I don't want to get caught up looking ahead. I don't want to get caught up in that game. But there is a really good chance that you could have two Sooners in the first round next year, two Sooners in the second round, if not more, in 2018. So the future incredibly bright, not only to continue that streak of 
at least four players drafted, but maybe many more. So congratulations to all the Sooners. Hey, coming up later this week, we'll go in-depth a little bit with some uh, of the reporters from the market in Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and Washington to kind of get the reaction to the draft picks and see how these guys can fit in at the next level. And as we mentioned, we are working hard to get Samaje right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. By the way, since we missed the Monday morning refresher, congratulations go out to the OU baseball team. What a win to clinch the series on Sunday. The Sooners held a 3-0 lead, increased that lead to 4-zip in the sixth inning up at number 25, West Virginia. That's when the Mountaineers rallied to score four unanswered, and we went to extra innings. Here, here's the interesting part. We were one minute short of the travel curfew drop-dead time when the bottom of the ninth came to a close. So we went to extra innings. The Sooners put three runs on the board in the 10th, won 7-4, and caught their flight back to Oklahoma City. Bust to Norman. The Sooners win the series over West Virginia. Huge for Oklahoma to get some momentum back in the Sooner dugout. Oklahoma will now travel to Manhattan for a showdown with Kansas State. And the wins just keep coming for the Oklahoma Sooners softball team. They improved to 14-1 in conference play. They've got a two-game lead in the Big 12 standings over Oklahoma State heading into this week's Bedlam series. Sooners won the series finale in incredible wins yesterday, W-I-N-D-S, by a final score of 14-3. OU outscored Tech 26-3 in the final two games of the series. Mariah Lopez picked up the win. She is 14-1 on the season. The Sooners have been phenomenal on the road. A school record, 24 straight road wins. And Shea Knighton hit four home runs in three games this week and two on Sunday. And Nicole Mendez extended her on-base streak to 23 straight games. It's the longest active streak for a Sooner. Also, by the way, she set a career high with three stolen bases, equaling the mark that she had set in Friday's series opener. Not too bad of a weekend for the Sooners in Wendy Lubbock. Now, this is a unique week for the Sooner softball team because it's not your typical Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We have games Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Wednesday at 6.30. Friday is, in, and that's in Stillwater. Friday is the season home finale against Oklahoma State, and that's going to be a 6.30 first pitch. Then a very unique 4 o'clock first pitch on Saturday on ESPNU for Sooner Softball. And listen, while we're handing out kudos, what a great job by Michael Alford, the marketing department, and everybody involved with Sooner Tennis in hosting the Big 12 championships this weekend. Obviously, things didn't go the way the Sooners wanted to. It's a very challenging conference, but just in the job that was put in by both coaches, uh, Audra Cohen, Nick Crowell, to not only have their teams prepared, but then to host the event. I mentioned it, marketing facilities, sports information, Great job by all, an incredible event, an incredible execution of the event by the OU staff in hosting the Big 12 Tennis Championship. Hey, don't forget, coming up uh, on Sooner Sports Spotlight on Tuesday, we'll go a complete recap of everything in the world of Sooner Sports. So just because we didn't have the Monday morning refresher this week, we've got you covered on TV. Toby Rowland and I with Sooner Sports Spotlight. Check your local listings or log on to Soonersports.tv and you can watch it with a premium subscription. All right, let's go inside Sooner Athletics. We pretty much live it, right, here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. And she's kind of become our regular Monday guest, Jessica Cootie, who in all the things we've talked about, we've missed one major event that's taking place. It's called 
the Sooners Choice Awards. And Jess has been big behind the scenes and on the scene. And Jess, uh, as we welcome you in once again, thank you so much to the game plan on the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Choice Awards has really become a special event for the student athletes. So this is kind of something where um, not only does this all take place, like where a lot of the athletes are together in one under one roof, but they're also voting on it. And so, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, I think, big deal to them to be voted um, to on to be nominated or, or win these awards being that they're voted on by their peers. So a new, new event and um, looking forward to it for sure. They're doing uh, Ty Darlington and Maddie Stein are uh, kind of in charge of it again this year, and they're doing a great job for it. Ah, now I feel bad bad for bugging Ty about uh, getting my equipment back. I didn't realize how busy he was in all of this. Are you doing the uh, red carpet in this as well, Jess, this year? I will be, yeah. It's awesome. Yep, I will it was, uh, you know what? be doing a few interviews with people, so... I love the way that it was put together. I know it was something that a few schools had started. I think Arkansas does this as well, too. It's kind of, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's it's an SB-style award show. But as Jess said, it's something that your peers vote on. And, Jess, you went last year. I mean, it, it really, I mean, it's really well put together. It's a, it's a fancy night for these student athletes. Yeah, it really is. You know, when they get all dressed up and, um, you know, they have a, uh pretty cool um, um, oh, presentation of all the videos and stuff um, that um, uh, Max and uh, Brandon Clark and a lot of our students have been working on it. So there's a lot of fun videos, funny videos. Uh, it made it out last year, but um, one of those being last year, just an example, is the Baker Mayfield doing the gymnastics. So, um you know, yep. those kinds of videos that are kind of fun and um, uh, kind of showing, again, like a different personality to the student-athletes. Um, yeah, we'll be on the red carpet. I think we're going to be doing a Facebook Live so everybody can watch that. Um, AU Athletics and Twitter, and I'm sure they will be tweeting out the info of, of where to find all that, but um, we're going to have all kinds of coverage on social media, um, and then uh, we'll have the, of course, the Facebook Live. So check it out. Hey, and then we're going to post, I think, yeah, it's a, few be... of the, uh, a few of the videos, um, you know, online that you can check out afterwards. I think I, I don't want to give anything away, but I know at least for what I saw for the softball side of things, it's awesome. It's a... It's a can't miss. It's kind of a coach v player thing, and I think everyone will enjoy seeing that. Now, um, with that said, it was a big week on campus. I know you had covered tennis the week before, Jess. I don't know how much you got to go out to the Big 12 this weekend. I know Chad was anchoring our coverage. Uh, what did you think about the way that it was executed? I know it was a challenging weekend for the Sooner tennis teams, but uh, overall pretty cool to see the facilities we have on campus to be able to host an event like this. That's big time. Yeah, it I mean, it was, um, it looked unbelievable out there with all of the new renovations and updates that they did going into it. Um, I, I uh, spoke with Michael Alford, who's a sport administrator, and he said that um, everybody in the Big 12 was um, just ecstatic with how everything went, um, with OU hosting it. 
Um, so really well. You know, the courts, I think, uh, the, looked great with the Crimson Courts, and I think they played very well as, as well. Yeah, and, and again, you know, when you put yourself in a position facility-wise to be able to host events like that, that's a big time. That's a big time draw for recruits. That's a big deal for the coaches. And now we'll kind of wait and see what the postseason holds. And then, uh, real quick, Jess, because I wanted to wrap up today, getting some of your thoughts on the draft. But big week for baseball and going on the road and getting the win in Morgantown. And then I was out in Lubbock with the softball team. They got their sweep. They're on the verge of yet another Big 12 championship with their Wednesday, Friday, Saturday series against Oklahoma State. What a what a fun weekend for both Diamond teams and big weeks ahead for them both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's just, again, it's the fact that OU softball again is, is uh, you know, going to win another, probably going to win another Big 12 title and had a little bit more uh, uh, competition, I feel like, this year. You know, Baylor played well. Oklahoma State's playing well, so... Not uh, not done yet, but got to take care of business this weekend. But the fact that they've again put themselves in position to to do what you know they continue to do is impressive and and um, big weekend for baseball. It is tough to play. Anybody you talk to talks, you know, any athlete, any sport that has to go play up in Morgantown say that it's it's the toughest place to play in the Big Twelve because of the travel. Um, you know, the baseball mm-hmm. facilities are, are newly updated. I think they have great crowds, um, and they're all um, pretty rowdy, as we've we've seen and talked about here, uh, especially at the football games. But they, I uh, think, they're pretty rowdy as well at baseball games as well. So, um, you know, it's it's just it's a true. I mean, it is a road game test um, of all road game tests, and you know, for them to win two out of three up there. Um, a team uh, against the West Virginia team that has a lot of people back from last year when they went on the run at the end of the season last year and really did some big things. So, yeah, huge win for them to bounce back the way that they did. And, um, you know, after losing the two to Kansas, they won on Sunday and then to come pick two out of three of West Virginia, that's, that's huge. So uh, need another big weekend from them this weekend. Sooner softball, by the way, uh, looking for their sixth straight Big 12 championship and i think carl had this note to kind of give you an idea of just how dominant sooner softball has been they are now undefeated all right i can't say undefeated they haven't lost a big 12 series in their last 42 series think about that they've lost some games in there but they've won two of three or or swept a series 42 straight times kind of shift gears just a bit some basketball news kadeem latin had put his name in for consideration for the NBA draft. He uh, got the research back and has decided he will return to school for his senior season. I, I don't have a problem with this new kind of process they have with the NBA where guys can get some uh, information, and I think it's huge news for this incredibly talented squad that Lon Kruger has coming back to still have Kadeem Latin in the middle. I think that's big. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I like the rule. I mean, it gives kids an opportunity – I saw a stat today, um, or I think yesterday, of the NFL guys. There's like 115 or something that got that declared early, and like 28 of them went undrafted. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just you want to be able to um, kind of be fully informed and um, make the right decision. But, like, let's face it, a lot of these kids, 
you know, that's kind of what their goal is. And, and whether they're ready or not, at least this gives them an opportunity to kind of see where they are, um, you know, what maybe they, they can even work on, what what needs to improve for them to improve their draft stock. Just I think it's a good process. I like it. I like that you can go in, really um, kind of get some information and be educated about it before you make the decision. And it's huge for OU. It's uh, huge. I mean, they've got, yeah. you know, everybody coming back now. Uh, Kadeem was such a huge part the last two years now, um, so uh, or three years. So he's um, he's definitely one that um, will play a big part. He's a defensive stopper. He really worked on his offensive game last year. I think you're going to continue to see improvements in that area. So uh, absolutely huge for, for Lon Kruger and basketball him to come back speaking of huge i thought a couple of huge nuggets from the draft really stood out to me and i want to focus on a couple of stories that i don't think have been talked about enough and one of those just to see samaje p ryan go to the washington redskins a place that needs a little running back help a place that has a coach and jay gruden who knows how to use his running backs you know it's funny because i had heard so much about oakland uh, and maybe Detroit having interest in Samaje. But then whenever he was picked by Washington, I couldn't help but think, wow, what an amazing natural fit. Now, if you want to get a little bit sentimental, you can look in the archives on Soonersports.tv under the football page and see Jess's incredible feature on the Sooners' all-time leading rusher. But with that in mind, Jess, I thought that ended up being a perfect fit for P. Ryan in Washington. Yeah, I'm good for him. You know, I, I didn't know when he would go. I mean, you kind of thought maybe maybe third round, right? Or what What were yep. you what, – what did you – that's what you thought, right? I was, I was thinking th- third to fourth, right. If he was there past the fourth round, I would have been blown away. But uh, late third, early fourth was what I was thinking. So he went right about where I thought he would. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think what – he has done off the field, you know, his character, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, you, you didn't, I didn't really think he was going to fall too far because of that. And then what he was able to do. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think he's going to get in there and um, he seems to be um, in tip top shape, like per Samaje, uh, but he gets in there and, and just impresses everybody with his work ethic, with how good of a teammate he is. And um, beyond that, just, I think one thing that, you know, I took away from talking to him is that he'd rather, you know, pick up a blitz and, and block somebody than score a touchdown. And so, you know, I think every every team can use a guy that can um, be a force uh, uh, blocking for the quarterback or, or another running back, whatever that may be. And so I think he's going to find a good fit there. And then the other story, I was talking about this with Kenny Mossman. I don't know Jess if we'll ever see a guy who has improved his draft stock more during a school's pro day than what Jordan Evans did I mean think about it what was the buzz oh he'll probably go undrafted you know maybe get an opportunity as an undrafted free agent and lo and behold he becomes the fourth sooner drafted a lot of people thought it would be Charles Walker but I mean, how big was that to not only get drafted, but go in the sixth round and land in a spot where you're going to be around a lot of other Sooners and Joe Mixon and then Geno Lewis, who got picked up as an undrafted free agent? I was not surprised. I've been saying that. I told Chad that on Friday. You have. And yep. because 
when I talked to, well, first of all, what he did on Pro Day, but then when I talked to Tim Kish, you know, um, he said that there were teams that were really interested and, um, you know, kind of um, really impressed with how he handled himself. Um, so I kind of figured that, that he would get picked up by somebody because of, of the way that he's really sold himself over the past few months. And here's the here's the other thing about it too. You you land in a spot to where I think you've got a chance to make it, and he's athletic enough, Jess, to where he can catch on as a special teams guy too. Yeah, and uh, just ask him because he likes to talk about that. I mean, in a funny way, you know. Like um, I did the the little piece when he was talking about how he ran it back, and he's telling Coach Stoops to put him in the backfield. Um, yeah, that's you just hear all the time from whether it be teammates, coaches, just that he is just one of the most athletic dudes on the field. And he's just always kind of been able to do everything as far as, um, you know, in high school. And then he's, you, you kind of saw a little bit of, of what he could do and when he would get an interception. But, um, yeah, he's so athletic and he's got a good head on his shoulders. So he's going to get in there and work hard. And I just like one thing because – I don't know if you guys have seen, but they've been tweeting out some of the videos that I put together from pro day interviews. And um, every single one of them talked about how much easier things have gotten um, because of how, um, how Smitty and the strength and conditioning coach set them up um, for this. Yep. And so I think you're going to go in there and be able to handle the workouts with ease um, and be able to kind of, as far as that goes, um, you know, the, that, that, part of it so so you know wow everybody that that kind of wherever they are all right there you have it another fun action-packed edition of the sooner sports podcast i hope everyone has a great week we will see you out at softball on friday night the game is sold out for the regular season finale as oklahoma looks to clinch a big 12 championship for the sixth straight season how about that stat 42 series the sooners undefeated. I mean, 38-4. I mean, that's unbelievable that they haven't lost a series. 38-0-4 over the last 42 series. I mean, there's been some games that they lost, but in the overall series, this team has been dominant. They've been dominant in Big 12 play. This should be a fun week taking on the upstart Oklahoma State Cowgirls. So, everyone have a wonderful week. Until we see you on Thursday with the Sooner Sports Podcast, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.